welcome to Married to Movies. Industry insiders John Russell and Tracy Kring live and work happily in cinematrimony. They're sharing behind-the-scenes adventures of writing, producing, and appreciating films. Morning, babe. Hey, that's my line. I know. Morning, babe. We're trying this video thing. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to mention that. <laughs> what do you mean I'm going to mess up? That, that is not the time where I want to be on camera, right? Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, as soon as I wake up. I mean, like, I've just had my morning pee. Like, I haven't done anything. Well, I did brush my we, teeth. We but. promise we won't be videoing the morning pee, folks. No. This isn't OnlyFans. It's very interesting how there used to be a thing called slut-shaming. And there used to also be like, oh my god, you're a stripper, why would you ever do something like that? But now, it is empowering for a woman to take autonomy of her own self and to have her own website and to have her own business where she shows her butthole. Times are a-changing, as Bob Dylan says. You know what hasn't changed? How gross men are. That hasn't changed. (laughs) It's not necessarily only men who are looking at OnlyFans, Tracy. Mm, Let's see the stats on that. Yeah, yeah, we probably shouldn't see the stats. That tomato is beautiful. Isn't it? You want some? Yeah, give me a little bit of that tomato. Mm -hmm. That That thing is gorgeous. That's like straight out of Better Homes and Gardens, man. I know. Well, they're these Jersey tomatoes. Yeah, the Jersey. The Jersey tomatoes. I don't know. Like, just because they're from Jersey, they just don't have an actual name. They just call them Jersey. I thought you were going to say they don't have an accent. Hmm. Well, they And that's do. probably true, too. They do. They do have an accent. It's like, it's like the Tony Soprano tomato. Yeah. Huh? Why do you have a lisp all of a sudden? Let's talk about uh, my eggs today. I don't know if you can see them. They're yummy. Not. Well, what is the extra? What's the extra extra that I added? Green pepper. No, that's not the extra extra. Pepperoni. Yes, that's the extra extra. Mm. We're back. Well, I, I was here. I had a working vacation. You had a staycation, as they say. I did. Yeah. I really didn't work a whole lot during that time. Mm. I did knock out one edit for a client that has like i think 3.8 million mm-hmm. subscribers on youtube i was going through the first round of feedback i'm working in frame io so everything was like really well organized and, and her thoughts were very concise i had missed an email that she sent me because i was working on notes the email was so sweet because she said you are the first person to ever get this close on a rough cut and then she sent you 39 changes well, and, and they were like, you know, sometimes you just, you don't know what a person means mm-hmm. by like, put this particular thing here or there. That's not unusual No, to get, you know, lots of changes because this is your opportunity to, well, you know, to make it what you want to uh, make it. And some of it was like, I need to give you something to put here. I need to give you this or that or. Right. We also uh, got our poster back on wheelies mm. uh, this week. And uh, we had sent it off to England for a gentleman named uh, Dom Bittner. Highly recommend. He is Mm -hmm. an amazing artist. Probably took about two or three weeks and painted us our poster for the movie Wheelies. And uh, that had gone through a few changes, Mm -hmm. you know, where we were like... Those were really iterations. Yeah, yeah, different iterations. Yes, exactly. Very, very excited with uh, how that turned out. Yeah, I just got to put the text on it. You were in Vegas. I was in Vegas and I was in Los Angeles. And it was 
fantastic. I went to uh, the Chinese theater. It's not known as Grauman's anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think it's called TLC or something. I saw Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. which was pretty freaking incredible, gotta say. Though the women were incredibly badly drawn. I have something to say on that. But you didn't see it. How can you say anything on it? I saw an article. Christopher Nolan basically tried to talk Florence Pugh out of the role. He really wanted her to do it. They had a meeting and he was just like, I know this is not a great role. It's very small. She doesn't, she's not terribly significant. You knew? (laughs) You fucking knew? And you did it anyway. And you're trying to get an actress of her stature to be in this thing. hang on. As someone who has not seen the movie, you do need to understand that is not exactly true. Her role is significant to Does the Does she story. walk around naked most of the time? There is quite a bit of Florence Pugh naked. Uh-huh. There is also a surreal scene. He's talking about the creation of the atomic bomb in front of everybody. And his wife is seeing Florence Pugh riding him uh, naked in front of everybody while this is happening. Because she is imagining... That relationship. This is not helping. Yeah. That's not helping. It's from the perspective of the wife's fantasy and her anger at being betrayed by him. But it is... Wait, hold on. It is shot with the male gaze. Hold on. Hold on. You're you're mad that your husband's been having an affair with this woman. Right. Crazy woman. And you're going to imagine her having sex with him? And not murdering her. Mm. Yeah, male gaze, hashtag male gaze, hashtag only men think of this shit, hashtag <laughs> everything. Men suck. <laughs> no! You do not! You are hurt. You are emotionally wounded. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna imagine him fucking r- her riding him? I'm done. What do you mean you're done? No! I do not wanna see that film! You have to it see is the stupid film. Stupid after stupid you after stupid. You have to see that film. You have to see that film. To me, the stupidity of, okay, we're going to fix this kind of PR issue that we're having with Oppenheimer. We're going to fix it by admitting that we knew it was a problem all along and that we did absolutely nothing to change it. Mm -hmm. We stood by our script. Mm -hmm. We didn't worry about it because uh, fuck women. Instead of realizing that it was an issue and going... You know what? We've got Florence Pugh in this part now. Maybe we want to, I don't know, give her something to fucking do. Let's build her up. Let's create a little bit more of an arc. Let's give her something to think about besides she's like... His dick. Pining for him to show up. Oh, God. I can't. I can't. I mean, very few women are going to pine after Cillian Murphy. Maybe in Peaky Blinders, okay, maybe, I don't know. You like the gangster type, whatever. You're not pining after Oppenheimer. You're not, okay? That doesn't mean that he can't have uh, different women, but no woman is sitting by the door like it's the audition waiting for him to show up, okay? That doesn't happen. Like a fucking wet chihuahua. Yeah, that doesn't happen yet. No, no. Oh, my God. Actually, I think very few women pine after men because women have lives men pine after women it's gonna be hard to get me to watch that movie thus saith the king you will no babe you have to watch it it's 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 an incredible i know the story i okay it doesn't matter if you know the story first of all do you know the story 
Okay. Read the fucking book. There's a lot of the story that is covered in this that you may not be aware of. Robert Downey Jr. kills this movie. He is the one of the best Robert Downey Jr. performances I've ever seen because it is so un-Robert Downey you know Jr. Oppenheimer was living in one of these little houses out here right around you is that covered in the movie there's a lot not covered in the movie that should have been covered yes. okay then i do know more she used to work in a nuclear power plant folks i did i'll bet you when you watch the movie oh you, they're probably doing all kinds of shit all kinds do. of shit wrong like oh yeah how they're dealing with nuclear isotopes and things like this yeah <clears throat> yeah problem 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 anyway alex uh it was a absolute joy to see you and uh, we were telling we were talking about the strike and we were talking about you know possibly the uh, future of uh, hollywood what was alex's take alex uh, has basically talked to some of his producers you know he, he's done films for sci-fi channel and mar vista and that type of thing and some of them are saying if uh sag gets everything that they're asking for in terms of the new rate which jumps about 30 or 40 percent i believe that that is going to push some of those million to three million dollar films overseas that they are gonna that they're going to stop working with sag which i think is absolutely ridiculous and stupid and basically just greedy on my you know in my opinion Hmm. And I don't even know if that's true or not. That's like somebody saying, you know, if uh, this person gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. They don't move to Canada. Nobody, <laughs> nobody moves to Canada. Give me a break. Well, you're going to end up trying to make New York City look like somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, and... There's a reason that people are doing things here. There's a reason that the United States is the location that most entertainment is created and shipped around the world okay what's the reason because it's ideal i mean we have you know we have the weather we have the cities we have all of the different landscapes we have you know talent talent little to no uh, regulations you know in some places i mean you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons well, maybe it will force them into areas where they haven't been shooting before. Sure. Honestly, like anything else, it's just a, it, there's just going to be an adjustment period. You know, we act like it's the end of the world, <clears throat> but the people that made buggies when cars came along didn't all just go out of business. They just went out of business making buggies. The people that made buggies started to make car seats, you know, they or they started to make, you know, something else that associated with cars. This is anecdotal. Yes, exactly. There, There is an adjustment period. It's not like, you know, the this one section of the business just completely just, you know, crashes and these people are left on the street. So... That's, yes, that's another one of my takes. Hmm. What about you? What about your uh, uh, trip? What about your staycation? What was that experience? What happened? It was really fun. Um, <clears throat> my sister-in-law came. You left, and my sister-in-law came the same day. And she's been on the show before, Angie. 
Hi, Angie. Um, we just hung around. We were gonna go to Bloodroot, the place that I'm doing the documentary on, and we just had a lot to do to get ready for all these women to come. I just realized I, I picked the perfect uh, cup f- for a visual show. Yeah, that's that's my <laughs> cup. Instead of porn director. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there, there is that one too. So, yeah, we um, mainly kicked around the house. You know, she said was, Bloodroot was like a transformative experience well, as when, a restaurant. When Janet um, and Deanna got here, um, the first night we had the Korean chicken that we really loved. Ugly chicken! And it was funny because when you got home, there was like still a ton of it left. And we had had two meals. Girls don't eat very much. Yeah, you were like, why is there so much chicken left? And I'm like, boys eat a lot. Just would have There were no boys. Consumed all that chicken. It's there were no so boys good. around. So yes. we did. were not able to eat like Why are chickens. Koreans frying chicken so damn well? Were they frying chicken before we were frying chicken? I mean... Yeah, of course. Because I discovered Other Korean countries. fried chicken probably, I don't know, like five years ago. And my life has been transformed by it. Well, it's it's like not Southern. You know, it's not the Southern fried style. It's it's like lighter, crispier. Mm-hmm. Um, but this place has like actually a lot of breading on it. And then they just drown it in sauce. It's so good. Oh, the sauce is so good. But yeah, boys eat a lot. If boys had been here, there would have been no chicken left. This is true. Um, or but, bones. The dogs eat all the bones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, the second night the second night they were here, we went to Bloodroot. Even though Selma and Noel, the, the people, you know, who actually, the ladies who run it, they weren't there. They were at a wedding. How long has Bloodroot been around? 46 years. 46 years? Yeah. Vegetarian restaurant. It was. It started vegetarian, and then they had a fish night once a week, and then they turned full vegan. They were two wives mm-hmm. that left their husbands uh-huh. to start a restaurant. Did they leave their husbands to come together? To were they? Are, I mean, we don't really know if they've ever been a couple, mm-hmm. but no, they're not a couple. But they were not happy in their lives, and they and they were looking for a new bliss. Well, I don't know yet. I don't know if there they, should be a documentary that explores yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if they were necessarily unhappy or if they found feminism and they found a new way to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the answer. Not to that saying yet. that you can't be a feminist and be married. Well, it's hard. I'm telling you that. Good lord. <laughs> Some guy starts defending Oppenheimer. Yeah, you have to listen to a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Um so <laughs> um yeah, we we went to Bloodroot and you know, even without the owners there, uh it was still a really precious such you know time um the bathroom like had a bunch of like sayings and like feminist ideas and it was just kind of the whole thing is just kind of got this energy Mm -hmm. and it feels like going to a church 
Oh. Like, it does. Okay. There's this, like, I don't know. There's, like, like, an aura to it. Yeah, there's, like, this feminine energy there where you feel very comfortable. Okay. But, like, the the walls of the dining room are lined in, like, all these different eras of, of pictures of women. Okay. Um, are they, like, all famous women, or...? No, they are not famous women. I mean, maybe some of them, but that's not the point. The right. point is kind of... It's almost like an art installation. Okay. To be a woman sitting, and this is rare. A feminist vegan church. Thanks to our sponsor, Movie Mode Merch, the graphic t-shirt store to outfit you for your next film set. Be the person wearing the t-shirt everyone asks, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Cast and crew alike love these inside jokes and filmmaking inspired designs. Check them out on Insta at Movie Mode Merch. What you kind of realize sitting there is when you go to a museum and you're reading about all these great works that a person's done, it's a man. Well, sometimes, yes. I mean, the amount of women that would be in this museum is very few. Right. Susan B. Anthony and like, you know. Right. It would be, it would be more of a minority. Yeah. Right. But when you're sitting there and even though you don't know who they are, what their names were, what right. they did... You're kind of, it's like a cloud of witnesses that you see a woman in like early 1900s dress and you're like, oh, you know, she probably fought to vote, you know? Right. You you know, this person looks kind of like a suffragette. Right. You know, this person probably, you know, dealt with, you know, in her later years, she would have grown up and been part of you know, the women's liberation movement right, or, right. you know, all kinds of things that even though they're, they're, they're nameless, they're not faceless. Right. And it just kind of like the whole vibe of the place was, uh, and I think Angie made a video for me to kind of encapsulate what she felt there, but the whole vibe of the place was like, we got the ball this far. What are you doing? Okay. So it's more of, so you, you felt the challenge. Yeah, you were a little challenged. And the food was delicious. Like, it really was. The chicken mole was my personal favorite. But the desserts are out of this world. There are women in history who did big things. Right. But there are women in history that did tiny things that should have been big things. A a stupid uh, male idea would be, well, maybe men are just better at art, or maybe men are just, you know, better at sculpture, or maybe men, you know, and that's why we know more about him. And I'm telling you that there probably is proportionately just as many great female artists as there are male artists. It's just that the male artists got so many more opportunities and they got so much, so many more eyes on them. They're privileged. If you were a woman, just like these women at Bloodroot, if you're a woman and you have kids mm-hmm. and you want to go out and do something big with your life and you have kids, right? like that's another layer of like, you're a shitty person. You're a horrible mother. If you go out and try to do something big, like a lot of women, you know, when they're making it, you know, like look at Janis Joplin, look at like some big, huge Stevie Nicks. A lot of these women just can't have kids. There was a really good moment. Um, I think it was Charlotte on, and just like that. Okay. This, I I can't believe I'm quoting this, Mm -hmm. but she was basically telling her husband who was, 
She went back to work. She went back to work, and he was trying to take care of some things, and he felt overwhelmed. He was like, I, I'm, I, I I'm need done. Some help. It, it's too much. I can't do it all. Yeah. And, and she just like laid it out. You're not doing it all. You're basically doing the bare minimum of what we're required to do. <laughs> and it was like, damn. But it was truth. Yeah. She was spitting truth at him. Yeah. And his reaction to it was exactly what your reaction should be when you're being a male bitch, which is, okay, yes, that's true. (laughs) I don't know any other way for men to rise to the levels that they rise without, if they have a family, without... A woman making that possible. If a man actually had to split duties, mm-hmm. really split duties, right? Every other day, take kids to school. Every other day, do this. Right. Come home and cook dinner, just like a woman would be, you know, expected to do. If men actually took those responsibilities seriously, they would have to determine work work life balance a little bit better. They may not achieve quite as much. Right. They may not be able to travel around in an art show or, you know, something. Because somebody's taking care of those children. Who? Mm. That's just irrelevant. Like, I think a great art installation would be, because I know a little bit about, like, um, Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. His wife was amazing. I think it would be beautiful to have, like, an art installation that was just wives of famous men. Because right. the only way they get to be famous. Right. Is because someone is taking care of their shit for them. There's not a damn thing that happens in your life that I don't, I'm not necessary to. Well, we had a uh, conversation yesterday where I, you know, felt uh, a bit down about uh, one of our projects because what I was hoping was going to happen with, uh, you know, an investor didn't end up happening the way I was hoping it was going to happen. Well, and... I think when we dug into the hope, you know, there, there's realistic hope. We were talking about faith. Right. Faith is... The, the faith is the substance of things hoped for. Right. You can but there hope has for to something. be substance to it. Right. The substance of things and the evidence... Of things not seen. Of things not seen. So, you have... You had evidence as to what this investor was probably going to do. Right. Because you've gotten an investment at a certain size every single time. Right. You had evidence there. Right. Right. But your hope was quite unrealistic to what you And not logical. Really. And and illogical. Right. Yeah. It was what I call unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Unrealism. Right. It's where you were living. And and people do that because they don't want to face in the end, I, I don't know what the exact motivation is, but in the end, it's just easier to be lazy. Hmm. It's just easier to believe, to hope, to do all these things, to be lazy. Right. And not to have to get off your ass and ensure this is the case. Right. Ensure you have you meet the requirements for whatever. I just hope that I get it. No. It's kind of it. It there, there's a thing sometimes I do when when I'm on a long uh, walk or a long hike or or something like that, where for a period of time I'll just try to not look at <clears throat> how far I've gone, and you know sometimes I'll even close my eyes and walk for a few steps or just look around. And it's like I don't want to think about how far there is to go. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And I always, when I do look down uh, and find out how far I still have to travel, I never have gone further than I thought that I did. You know, in my, I've always feel like I've gone further than I actually have. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I must be really close to the end now. Yeah, right. exactly. There's like, still uh, two miles to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, and I think that that's the way we sort of live. This is what I did. I told you. I said, you know, there's there's a budget that you want that you're trying for. Three sheets of paper. Three sheets of paper. I mean, like, this is very, make a list and go get it. Right. If you're having a hard time doing anything, it's because you haven't made a list. Right. I guarantee you. Make a list right. and it will and, be apparent. And we basically, we wrote down on these three sheets of paper, the three different versions There's of three the budgets. Three, There's... Yeah. Well, it's not even really three budgets. It's like... These possibilities. Are, these are the... Yeah, three possibilities, the different people and the different things that we can work with. Your and at different budgets, <clears throat> you had people that were uh, available on two of the three or you had people that were available for all three or well, you had like all, some high, that are only available for one there's the high budget right the medium budget which would be attainable and what we and call then the down and dirty the down and dirty budget right. right so once you started putting down your opportunities on each budget you realized, oh, well, I don't have very many opportunities to meet this large budget, the biggest one. Right. But the medium and the small are like really, really attainable. Right. Right. But you have to write this stuff down. You have to speak it out of you well, and because, look at it. Well, I think because I was, I am so focused and I'm still focused on the big budget that uh, I wasn't thinking about, you know, because we didn't have the idea of the medium or the down and dirty. And once you've made a decision, okay, this is happening, okay? This is actually happening. The question is, how is this going to happen? And the the thing is, is that there is no, well, it should happen this way. And if it happens this way, that means that you missed, you know, an opportunity. No, if it gets done, that's a success. That's the way it was always meant to be a success from the foundations of the earth. That's the way that the thing was supposed to be made. And uh, I think once I put, I laid that out that way, it was, um, it was like taking a real burden off of me. Right. Because unreality weighs a lot. Mm-hmm. Truth sets you free. Right. The truth, shining a light on it and looking at what are my actual, what's my actual situation? What are my actual opportunities? And, you know, looking at it, not like I have to make this film for this budget, but I have to make this film. There is a, uh, tell tell me if this is a good analogy or not, okay? Because this Uh was in Oppenheimer, which is basically, the idea is, is that within the space of an atom, like 98% of it is empty space. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So so that's why when you compress an atom, that's why it creates the power. Right. And writing it down is like removing the empty space. The empty space is what fills, you know, fills up everything and you're you have that sense what what am I going to do? There are so many miles between me and where I want to go. 
And by writing it down, you're compressing and you're you're shrinking that empty space. Yeah. That, that Does made, that work? Yeah, that made sense. Yay! Finally. I just hope that it doesn't end in like, you know. An explosion yeah. and uh, the death of 220,000 people. But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, and the ruination of many more generations. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And the the uh, PTSD of an entire uh, country, uh, uh, which that comes out in their art. Oh, absolutely! It's definitely what created hentai, folks. Oppenheimer well, created hentai. It happened. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. What have we got going? We're going to Atlanta this week. Yeah, we're going to go shoot some more of Back to the Trap. Back to the Trap, yeah. And uh, this is actually the big party scene. Yes. Um, With a bunch then, of, like, uh, like classic rapper guys. Yeah, there's some kind of, like, I mean, I think they've won, like, big, a Grammy. Big Mike, I think, is one of them. No, Mike Smith. Mike Smith, okay, yeah, Mike no, Smith. No, it's not Mike Smith. It's Mike Smith. I'm so not street apparently. Um, I think and drummer boy, drummer boy. Yes, and little Papa is little Papa. Sure, man. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they're going to be there uh, at uh, this. Uh, we had we had a little bit of a uh, a question whether or not the Airbnb was a scam or not. But well, we think we think so, we're good. So. Um, like to book an Airbnb, you know, you're not going to get your money back. So no. I'm always terrified and I always double and triple and quadruple check everything. Pulling the trigger, folks. Scary thing. Yeah, because I mean, that's usually quite a bit of your budget. Yeah, you know, man, that's like, going to be yeah, like three kaput. grand, four grand, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I double checked, triple checked, quadruple checked with the, the executive producer. We were all a go. I hit, I hit reserve, you know. We were done. I sent them the address. One of the actors looked up the address and said, "Hey, this looks like a scam." And I don't. I'm not really even sure, other than phishing, how a scam would work on Airbnb because nobody, yeah. nobody has access to your information. And also, the, once something was found out to be a scam on Airbnb, immediately people would contact Airbnb and go, "Hey, this is a scam." So you could only do it like once. Yeah, it seemed like a like a lot of work yeah it wasn't work so but anyway i was like apparently okay. they super because re- we looked at the picture from like it was 2019 well they were looking on google maps right and it was a house that had a similar garage and a similar front it door looked abandoned. but it was abandoned yeah yeah i yeah. mean it was all trash. grown up and yeah so i was like i called airbnb i was talking to them i think this is a scam blah 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 and then I looked it up on Google Maps for myself, and you could look at it, you know, on Google Maps, you can look at, like, every time they've been through that neighborhood and look at a picture. Right. It was like, it wasn't that bad in, like, 2008, and then in 2012, it was really bad, and then 2019, it was really bad. But then I looked on Zillow, and they had bought the house in 2020. Right. And then Airbnb said they had only listed it in 2023, in March. They... So I was like, okay, so they could have done a lot of renovations. Somebody did a super HGTV version oh, they on did. this thing. I mean, and I've heard, like, it's still in a bad area. Right. But, like, Airbnbs, that that's not as much of a thing because you're not living in the neighborhood. Right, right. Like, right. Georgia don't give a fuck about who lives there. No. Like, as a state, right. they don't give a fuck about you. Their health care is trash. Republicans. Their health care is <laughs> trash. Their public school systems are yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they really don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm saying that Atlanta's a thing. Right. Um, it is. They just, Georgia don't care. Yeah, Georgia don't care. Even about Atlanta, which is weird, because usually a state cares about at least its fucking capital. Until uh, poor Americans start to vote for what is best for them instead of what is uh, their political ideation, this is going to be a problem. Or what their church says to do. Mm, that too. But it, we, we believe that we are not going to an abandoned house. No, because Airbnb even said, well, there's currently guests in the house. Right. So if it were a scam, we, there, would, have, we there, would have known because these guests would, would have be, gotten there and right. said, ah! But it looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an incredible house. So more to come. We will uh, give you the update when we come back i guess we probably won't be doing a show until we get back right yeah we got we got shows stockpiled all right well this has been uh fun uh let's not forget how great the eggs were my analogies eh, you know hit or miss you know what happens that's the case always exactly watch oppenheimer don't watch oppenheimer it's hard not to get romantic about movies Thanks for listening to Married to Movies. John and Tracy will meet you for breakfast tomorrow. Thanks to our sponsor, Movie Mode Merch. Comfortable graphic tees made by and for awesome filmmakers to wear on set and off. Check them out on Insta at Movie Mode Merch. Mm-hmm.